0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tricia a registered dietitian nutritionist. On this episode, we are going to continue our mental block series when it comes to what hinders us when we're trying to achieve our health, wellness, and self-care goals. And today's topic is going to be self-doubt. I feel like self-doubt is something that plagues all of us, myself included, and it is something that I feel like we're going to spend some time talking about it because I feel like it's something that we don't really address. It might be something that we think when we're setting health goals that perhaps we can't do it, or we're kind of setting ourselves up to fail because we have these thoughts in the back of our head that we don't acknowledge. So today's episode, I want to talk some more about self-doubt when we talk about self-doubt. It refers to this feeling or this lack of confidence that we feel that when it comes to something that we really want to achieve, we're really not sure that we can do it. So it is typically based on this set of false beliefs that we may have about ourselves And this could be formed by opinions that we have about ourselves. It could be how we think we're going to be perceived by others. So it kind of scares us into doing something that perhaps we really want to do. And we could have had life experiences or an upbringing that didn't really provide us with a lot of confidence when it came to achieving our health goals. All of these things that we're talking about, all these mental blocks are ways to to really address what's what's happening. Because I feel like, especially when it comes to health, it almost seems like, why can't you just do it? It's just you can do it. It's so simple. But it typically isn't. And so all of the things that I'm addressing in these in this mental block kind of series are things that I felt. And so I know that if I felt them, then you probably felt them too. And so self-doubt is something that really having this sense of false beliefs based on whatever has happened in our life can really hold us back when it comes to achieving our health, wellness and self-care goals. And oftentimes it can leave us in this state of feeling stuck we feel like we can't move forward. We may be really insecure about even setting the goal to begin with. And that fear a lot of times can really hold us back from living our life to our greatest potential. Because for most of us, I think for a lot of us, one of the things that's really important is to have this this health that is desirable so that we can really live to our highest potential and get the most out of our body and our health that we can. So examples of self-care when it comes to health goals may sound something like this. So this is kind of think some of the things that may be in your head. You might think like, I can't do it. Why am I even trying? It could be like, Ugh, I don't want to start that meal plan idea because I'm afraid I'm going to fail, or I don't think I'm strong enough to take the risk to do something different. It could be something like, who am I to think that I can even do this? I don't even think I'm good enough to achieve this goal. Or it could be something about caring what other people think that if you try this new thing. And so that could be like being embarrassed about going to a gym or doing something different than you've previously done or worried about what other people are going to say that you're going to try to do something different. I feel like a lot of times that really goes hand in hand with weight loss. When people are, it's something that's very unfamiliar to them. They feel like they really want to do it. And then they have to like, say like, well, I I may look so silly. People are going to, people are going to be asking me and I don't want to have that conversation, So all of those things are examples of what self-doubt looks like when it comes to things that are typically health goals that are, that are common for most people. So now we've kind of talked about what self-doubt is and examples of self-doubt. What typically can we do about that? So we know we have these feelings of not feeling like we're so confident about what we're trying to do with our health goals. So what is the thing that can help us gain a little bit of confidence? Well, I think like most things we really have to, the first step is identify any of the thoughts that we have when it comes to self-doubt. So I think the only way we can do that is really just be honest with ourselves and be like, okay, like what is hindering me from wanting to do that? I think this is probably the hardest step that you will have to take because it takes this honesty and truthfulness that I feel like isn't always present unless you are really in a place that you desire this health change to happen. And so identifying the behavior is really important or identifying the self doubt that you have, because you're never going to be able to move forward and try to figure out how to, I guess, like how to address it or like, challenge the thoughts and the self-doubt that you have, unless you know what the story is that you're telling yourself anyway. And so that's the big thing is the self-doubt that you have. It's probably not real. It's probably just something that has become real to you because you have believed it for so long when it comes to your health. I feel like that's a really big thing, especially people that grew up I see this in women a lot who've had like this long history of weight gain, you know, especially being very young and then kind of going through that. And they're so used to doing this whole weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss cycle. So there's a lot of beliefs that are, that hinder their progress because it's based on a whole bunch of stuff that happened to them. And so you kind of need to know where you shake out in this sense of what you feel like you think you can do and what you can't do, and just kind of write what those thoughts are so that you can start to challenge them. Because my suspicion is, is those things aren't really true, but they're merely a story that you're telling yourself to be able to continue the self-doubt cycle. The second thing that helps when it comes to self-doubt is practicing self-compassion. So self-compassion is this process that is really, you're accepting yourself, who you are today without feeling this need to change. So it's who you are right now. Not I'm going to love myself when I'm 10 pounds thinner, not I'm going to love myself when my butt is smaller none of that. It's just loving yourself for who you are at this point in time, which I think is really hard to do. There is a self-compassion researcher. Her name is Kristen Neff. And I think she has some really good information about self-compassion. I think she works with Brene Brown. And so Brene does the shame research and Kristen Neff does the self-compassion research. So I'll put Kristen Neff's information and her website in the show notes. I think it's her website is selfcompassion.org, I believe, but don't check the show notes just to make sure. So one of the things that's really helpful with practicing self-compassion is that it allows you to focus on the positive of what you're trying to accomplish Instead of promoting the negative feelings that we often do that worsen self-doubt. So I think as humans in general, we tend to focus on things, the negatives, like, gosh, I can't do that. I think there's a lot of fear behind that when it comes to health changes and the fear of whatever it is, of not wanting to fail or to be in this position again and you never thought that you would be. And so it's very easy to focus on things that are negative to almost not really be able to, for you to start the behavior again. And so practicing self-compassion, this idea of acceptance, self-acceptance is really a way that instead of focusing on those negative feelings, you can start to look at the positive feelings and what you have accomplished in the past. And that will allow you to have some confidence and will help really start to alleviate some of those feelings of self-doubt that you have. Self-compassion is really helpful, again, to prevent those feelings of self-doubt as it starts to let go of that internal dialogue and self-criticism that may be plaguing you. Another thing that's helpful with self-compassion is that it provides some encouragement by remembering all the past accomplishments that you've achieved. So again, focusing on more of the positive positive. And not so much the negative negative. and by focusing on the positive, it reminds you that you are strong and you are capable and you are able to accomplish anything that you desire, especially when it comes to our health goals. Cause I feel like most people, this is where they struggle. Like if most people want to set a goal, they're able to achieve it. But I feel like the health wellness and self-care goals, especially for women is much harder to do. And then as part of this practicing and facilitating self-compassion, embracing imperfection as that will also allow you to take a risk and to gain confidence, remembering that you are a human and that being perfect is not something or an idea that exists. Yet so many of us strive for it. And so reminding you too that in one of the ways That you're practicing self-compassion is that you're going to start also trying to speak to yourself the way that you would a friend and having that idea of like talking to yourself kindly instead of having that negative internal criticism that might be going on and self-compassion helps really facilitate that. And the more you do it, even at the beginning, it probably isn't going to feel like it's easy. It certainly doesn't for me, but the more you practice it and the more you practice it and the more you do it, the more you're going to believe that it's something that you can do. And then in the long run, that will also help you gain confidence and eliminate those feelings of self-doubt that you may have right now. Another thing that will help another idea that will help decrease, you know, this feeling of self doubt is to really just practice any kind of mindfulness that you can do. And so this idea of being mindful when it comes to health, typically on this podcast, we're talking about mindfulness when it comes to eating, but it's also this idea of being mindful just in your life, this idea of being fully present to what is happening around you right now. So many of us leave these lives that are so busy. I'm right there with you where it's just, once the day starts, we just go and go and go until the end of the day finishes. And we don't take any time to, for ourselves. And so this idea of being mindful and having mindfulness is a way that we can be more in tune with where we are today. It will give us more confidence and really allow us to know what we're capable of. Something that I've been trying to do is each morning have a little bit of a meditation. I do like a like a 10-minute meditation in the morning. And it's not something that was easy. And although when I'm done the 10 minutes, I feel a lot better It still isn't something that is easy for me to do. And it's almost like because I know it makes me feel better, I'm hesitant to do it, which sounds insane, but that's the reality of it. And so it does really help for me to feel like I'm able to be a little bit more confident because I'm a little bit more in tune with how I'm feeling than if I don't do it at all. And so remember this, like eliminating any of those distractions or even doing anything. It doesn't have to be a meditation for 10 minutes. It can be something as simple as sitting at your desk and just breathing for a minute. That might be what you need to just, you know, reconnect with yourself. I've done, I did an episode with Dr. Nancy McGuire who's a therapist and that was episode number 4 and I love that episode and it's really talks about self-care and how it doesn't have to be that hard and she talks about some really simple techniques that you can do when you get out of bed that's considered self-care so if that's something that you want to explore when it comes to being mindful certainly take a look at that episode number 4 I also did an episode with Jen Boylo about meditation because I know that that's something that A lot of people are interested in, but seem and feel like it might be too hard for them to do. But Jen kind of goes through the idea of what meditation is and just having with some breathing and some practices and breathing, which she demonstrates all throughout the episode that can help you feel connected. So if you're interested in further trying to figure out ways to be mindful, check out those episodes four and 48. And then lastly, I would say to find a supportive network and with people that are trying to accomplish the same things that you're trying to do. And so this could be in the form of family or friends or people that have the same goal as you. So if you're somebody who maybe you're a little bit nervous about going to the gym with COVID and just maybe just in general, because it's something that's not comfortable for you. Perhaps you, you know, ask a friend if you can start going for a walk with them. I think that people, once we put our fears out there, are much more receptive to helping us. But I think that self-doubt that we all have sometimes hinders the progress that we're doing and we feel embarrassed and maybe a a little bit of shame about doing something different because we don't even know if really we can accomplish it. But I assure you, most people probably want to help you. And so even if at the beginning, that's maybe not something you want to do, just, I mean, even if you start to do it by yourself, I just think having a little bit more support will help you in the long run and it'll keep you doing the thing that you want to do. And I think it'll help give you a little bit more confidence than doing it on your own. That could mean anything. Again, that could be like a walk with a friend meeting somebody at the gym, if that's something you want to do, even if in terms of like, you don't feel that comfortable in getting recipes and you want to, you know, figure out how other people do it. Just kind of asking around coworkers or do people that are doing the thing that you want to do. I think that's a really great way. It kind of takes a little bit out of the learning curve and it also helps give you a little bit more confidence. I want to remind you that I am not a mental health professional. And so if you feel like your self-doubt is so debilitating that it's getting in the way of your life, I really urge you to find a mental health professional to help you. I am a strong advocate for mental health and for seeing a therapist as I myself do that. But obviously we can talk about that on this episode when it comes to health and wellness, but that's my specialty. That's not, I don't have a specialty of being a therapist that can further explore this with you. I do, however, as I'm a registered dietitian, I do do health coaching. And so, if that's something that you need help with when it comes to achieving your health, wellness, and self care goals, you can find me at Whole Health Empower on Instagram, or you can email me at info at trisha rd for more information on that. As a summary of this episode, we have talked about the mental block today of self doubt, what it is, and what we can do to help eliminate these behaviors or start to alleviate these behaviors and how we can do things differently. I want to remind you that you are going to have days where you may be just full of self doubt. And then other days when you feel like you have much more confidence, this is totally normal, especially if what you're trying to achieve is something newer to you or something that you're really scared about. Whole health is not an impossibility, but it will require you to kind of have a little bit more of an understanding of what it is, what beliefs you have, and start to align them with the identity of who you want to become and practicing that behavior, whatever it is that you want to achieve pretty consistently so that you can achieve what you want to do and this whole process about you know changing mental blocks and trying to alleviate them or make them better it's not about being perfect it's about taking a step in in a forward direction every day even if it's just 1% each day I want to remind you to be kind to yourself because that's really what the most important thing is. And that also is in alignment with this episode when we talk about having a self-compassion. So accepting yourself today for who you are, because it's enough and, and nobody needs to tell you otherwise, but you are enough. So I will see you back here next week where we will continue our series on mental health blocks when it comes to health wellness and self-care. I'll see you back here next week. Talk to you then. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at Whole Health Empower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.